Lee Bevington Media, voiceovers and on-air talent for radio, television and podcasts. Visit leebevington.com.au Radio, the transmission and reception of electromagnetic waves on radio frequency, especially those carrying sound messages, or the activity or industry of broadcasting sound programs to the public. Fanboy. A male fan, especially one who behaves in an obsessive or overexcited way. This is the Radio Fanboy Podcast, and here's your host, Bevo. Today's guest on the Radio Fanboy Podcast grew up in New Zealand, moved to Australia, and now is one of the world's youngest radio announcers at Channel 4 FM in Dubai. It is Jacob Cummings. G'day, Jacob. How are you, mate? Yo, yo, Bevo. How's it, how's it going, man? I'm going all right. I'm just watching your um, recent uh, video that's on Insta at the moment. Are you trying to be Justin Bieber? You've dyed your hair, mate. No, I... No, he is. I've he's been following my trends now for years, and I'm right. just so sick of it. Right, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Nah. I I had I had like this 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 plan to just shave my head off and dye it blonde or bleach it blonde, and I've done just that. And um, now I'm getting called all sorts of things: Justin Bieber, Slim Shady, uh, some uh, British yes, football yes, player I've never totally. even heard of before. Eminem. Um, why can't I just be me? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you're a bit of a trendsetter, or you follow trends or something, but. Uh, uh, the Instagram. How many followers you got now? You, you're up there, aren't you? Yeah, oh, I mean, in the scheme of people with millions of followers, I've got nowhere near what they've got, but I think we're sitting just under 13,000 wow. now. So 13,000 people looking at this this haircut that I've got right now is, <laughs> I just feel very judged. Your uh, radio career, you've got to be one of the youngest people I know that's uh, made it up in the ranks very, very quickly. You started, uh, what, at... 13 or something is that right yeah yeah man it was uh it, it started just completely randomly um I was not really expecting it. As a kid, I always wanted to be on TV. I don't know why. I remember watching um, the likes of like Grant Denyer, thinking this guy's so cool. What yeah. a what a job! Especially when he was when he was doing the the sunrise weather, and he was he was Australia's Got Talent host, and it was just such a vibe. And I wanted to do that. And I kind of like looked through it, and I thought, how am I gonna how am I gonna make this work? And I saw quite a few people in TV uh, started in radio, or at least did radio. So. Um, that conversation was being had with myself and I mentioned it to my mum once and mum's a hairdresser and one of her clients came in one day and he had mentioned to her that he just started volunteering at a community radio station. And mum was like, oh my gosh, Jacob wants to be in radio. Oh, he should come and have a look at the, the studio. And this guy's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, you can come along. And mum was like, oh, um, Jake came into the, the hair salon and he's going to take you into the radio studio. I'm like, mum, what are you doing? No, it's <laughs> so embarrassing. I was so mad at her thinking like, you know, she's just set me up for something I didn't even know anything about. Yep. Um, and even the, the night of, it was a Friday night when I was like 13 and I was not having it. I was not going. I just, I don't know why, but I was so embarrassed to go. And I think I got in the car because mum said, if you don't go, I'm taking your iPad off you for oh, a week or whatever no. it was. The iPad. I know. And she was going to punish me. So I'm like, oh gosh. And I remember getting in the car. I was so mad. And I got there. I'm like, why am I here? This is going to be so boring. And all these years later, here I am. <laughs> wow. Well, and that was uh, 101 FM uh, Logan, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was. So they had uh, on a Friday night, like a, a youth radio program. 
Um, and I, I sat in there on a Friday and they asked if I wanted to go back the next Friday and sit in with them again. And I got along with them and it was kind of cool to just like sit there and watch people do this. Um, so I said, yeah, cool. We went back the next week and went back the week after that. And the, the person who was kind of running the show asked if I wanted to go on air with them. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know what it's like the first time someone mentions you going on air, you get like a, a sick feeling in your stomach just yeah. thinking like, no way. How's that going to work? And I remember the first thing I said to her was, but I'm only 13. And she was like, yeah, that's okay. It's a youth radio program. You'd be one of the youngest that we've had, but we can still make it work. And um, yeah, I did that for a few years uh, at 101 FM out of Logan every Friday night, 7 till 10 p.m. Shout out to mum and dad who took me back and forth from that radio station every single week on a Friday night. Uh, I'm pretty thankful for that. Did you grow up on the Gold Coast? Was there a bit of a commute up to Logan for that? No, so I was on. Um, I was in an area called Redlands, which oh, is. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, like it's about, I guess, 30 minutes from Brisbane, out on the coast, kind of like southeast of Brisbane, right on the bay. Um, so that's where I grew up in a place called Cleveland. So I think it was like a 30 minute journey out to Logan Central, which is where their studios were. Um, but. Yeah. So that was your start. You are there for a couple of years, uh, and then you made your way across to 96.5 in Brisbane City. Yes. Yeah, that was that was such a bizarre thing. So, um, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so – I wouldn't say controversial, but at the same time I'm going to say controversial. So it's a it's a very um, religious station, right? Yeah. And I'm not I'm not religious. I, you know, I'm, really? I, 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 didn't, I, don't I have... didn't pick that? Yep, that's me. Uh, truth's <laughs> coming out. And I remember when we went for our initial interview, we met with the CEO or whatever, and um, he wanted to know about me and the girl he was um, also going to put on air with me, who, who was also from 101 FM. There was there was five of us at 101 FM on air, and he the, two of us went to 96.5, which was... Uh, pretty amazing. And I remember the first initial interview where sat down and he's asking what our faith is. And thank goodness the girl that I was going to be working with was religious and she dropped in her church name and, you know, said all this religious stuff. And then he comes to me and he's like, and what about you, Jacob? And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what do I say? What do I say? And I just made up a church name and said that I go there with my grandma. And he's like, oh, where's that church? And I was like, oh, I'm not too sure. It's near where my grandma lives. I haven't been there in, in a while now. And he was just sort of looking at me like, I wasn't sure if he had cracked on to the fact I just made up this whole story about being religious or not, but it worked. We got the job. We're, we were doing weekends on 96.5, which is, you know, Brisbane's biggest religious station, uh, Christian station. Um, and yeah, that, that, that lasted, a, I think, about 12 months. Um, we did weekends on there. And then at the end, it got a bit strange. I don't really know what happened, but we, we just got a, a call once and they were like, oh yeah, um, we're not going to be paying to have people on weekends anymore. So, you know, your, your show's booted. And we're like, what? We don't even get paid. <laughs> we're volunteering. What's the point in getting rid of us if we don't cost you anything? And they're like, yeah, but the guy that comes in after you is getting paid. And we're like, wait, hold up, what? Wow. So there was there was another guy coming on air after us doing a, a, the same, a four-hour shift who was taking a, taking a pay and we weren't and we were also getting booted. So we kind of, uh, we took a couple of weeks off and, it was upsetting because we didn't know what to do. You know, we both wanted to be in media. We we're in a good space, didn't know what to do from there um, and didn't really understand why we were kicked off in the first place. So we kind of just said to them, can we at least just have like a, um, I think we ended up doing a Saturday morning, seven till 9am instead of a Saturday and Sunday, 10 till two. Yeah. So who was on so air with you? What was her name? 
Uh, Courtney McDonald is her name. She didn't end up staying in radio. She now is um, a producer for Lions TV for the AFL Club in Brisbane. Oh, nice one. Um, so she's doing. She's been there for. She's been there since we were at ninety six five, and she's been doing good stuff there. Really good at her job and doing um, big things with the with the Lions team. Um, but yeah, we we did that seven to nine shift for a couple of weeks, and then I get a call from Jay Walkerton. Program director at Nova in Brisbane. Yeah, um, he, he, he ended up being the general manager as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he, he was doing everything. Everything. Oh, no. everything. It was unbelievable. Um, and he gives me a call. I remember I was in my bedroom. I would have been probably, I think I was 16 at the time. Yeah, I was 16 at the time. Um, and he gave me a call and I answered the phone. It was a number I didn't recognize. I'm like, hello. And he's like, oh, hi, is this Jacob? And I'm like, yeah, who's this? He's like, oh, it's Jay Walkerton, program director of, of Nova in Brisbane. I'm like, bullshit. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it is. And I'm like, stop fucking with me. Who is this? And he's like, no, 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 it really is. And I'm like, okay, what do you want? Like, I had not, like, there was just not even a single part of my mind that genuinely thought the PD of Nova in Brisbane was giving me a call at 16 years old. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. It's what dreams are made of. I, bigger, like, I, that, I was expecting to have a call like that in my 20s, you know? <laughs> I thought I was going to be at 96.5 for at least a few years. Yeah. Um, and he, he gives a call and he's like, oh, we want to meet you. We'd be keen to um, have you on weekends if that's something you'd be interested in. And at this point, my heart's beating out of my chest. Mm, yeah. Like the, the conversation went from me thinking it was a joke to him saying, would you be interested to come in on weekends? And I'm like, oh my gosh. So um, I met with him and... For some reason, they hired me and put me on weekends. I was 16, maybe 17, like something so around that age. And I did that for a few months. Um, and Not a bad gig kind of when you're 16 year old to, you know, be right. on one of the biggest radio stations Whoa. in Brisbane. It was it was insane. It was it was such a surreal experience. I remember walking into the building the first time and just just being in the building was an experience. You know what I mean? Uh, and walking past the studios, going, "Oh my gosh!" Like I've listened to Nova since I was a kid. Um, <laughs> this is this is so surreal. Uh, and then when I was in the in the office, I remember um, he he said it'll be a paid gig as well. And I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, my first paid gig! This is insane!" And man, they. Can they throw money at casual announcers, especially at that age? I, I did like uh, a couple of shifts. I did a, a shift on a Saturday and a shift on a Sunday, and I think I was pulling in like twelve hundred a fortnight. Wow, that's pretty For, incredible. Imagine as like a sixteen or seventeen year old, I just couldn't believe it. It was unreal. I was getting sixty dollars an hour for my Sunday shift, and I did six hours. Yeah. Oh, that's that's it's epic. Un unreal. Who was on air at that time at uh, Nova? I mean, who was on breakfast and, you know, across the day and nights and whatever? So uh, it was still the current team. I don't think they had Susie when I was there, though. So it was just Ashkip and Lutzi. Um, and then mornings was Katie, Katie Matten. And then afternoons was Tim Wong C. And then, of course, networked after that. So they had like the they had the full live and local daytime while I was there. But I think shortly after I left is when they started to make a couple of changes there. Oh, I think yeah. they they networked out of Sydney or Melbourne or something like that in the afternoon first, and I can't remember how it went. The the good news is uh, Nova um, was obviously you know your starting point into commercial radio, but you got picked up by CFM on the sunny coast not long after. So quick, so quick. So I remember the the job coming up, uh, and I saw I saw it on radio today, and I saw the job come up, and I was like, ah, oh, 
that's pretty cool. That's full time in the Sunshine Coast. I was like, maybe I should apply for that. And I was like, ah. No one's going to hire a 17-year-old as a full-time employee. Why would I? There's going to be so many so many better applicants that pull through that. And I was like, oh, what have I got to lose? So I applied and then a couple of days later got a, um, got a call from Rod Bryce, PD there. And he's like, oh, you know, when are you free to come up for an interview? I'm like, ooh, shit, this is cool. So head up to the Sunshine Coast for an interview. Um, you know, quite the journey as well, like an hour and a half from my house in Brisbane. And um, I met him and I remember just having this really nice chat with him. And I just thought, this is where I got to be. I have to get this job. This seems, seems like such a nice team. It's a beautiful spot of the world. What a great first full-time job. And I remember him saying to me in the interview that um, there's been like 50 applicants uh, that they're interested in and I'm in the top three. And I remember like I was thinking, am I... Am I in a dream? Only three months ago, I got to Nova. Mm. And now this conversation's happening. What is, what, how is this even, how is this even reality? Um, and then a couple of days later, got the call and he said, are you still interested in the job? I'm like, yeah, of course. And he's like, perfect. Well, I'd like to offer it to you. And I, I, the, I don't think I've felt excitement like that, honestly. The, I, you, I cannot describe that feeling. It's how I imagine people that have just had their first child feel. It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Considering you're a radio fan and you're just loving it. And, yeah. you know, you just, just left high school pretty much and there you are. <laughs> Literally uh, six months ago, I had just graduated high school. I wasn't too sure what I was going to do moving forward because it was just weekends and over, which was great. But during the week, I had all this time of nothing and I'm just trying to work out what I was going to do with my life. And honestly, didn't expect to get that job at all. Did not expect it. I thought, I'll get on their books and maybe in a couple of years, you know, they'll need another person and hopefully we can make the ball roll then but pff, that didn't happen at all it was yeah. straight in and what about that very first outside broadcast you did you met some guy that had uh, glasses and a bald head and, and <laughs> I think his name was that Bevo was or something <laughs> that was Bevo that's where we met oh my gosh I, my, my biggest memory of working with you on the Sunshine Coast was when there was a massive storm come through almost like a like a cyclone yeah we're in the radio station quite late one night and I remember, was it, wait, was it that night? Or oh, there was one night, we were, one time we were both in there. Maybe it was a weekend. I can't even remember what it was, but you were the only other person in the, in the office, in the, in the building. I remember you came into the studio with your phone doing a Facebook Live and we just sat down and chatted on your Facebook Live for the longest time. I was oh, like, this yeah, guy that's right. <laughs> is so cool. Like, I thought we were supposed to be being serious, working our way to doing radio and here you are doing a Facebook Live. I'm like, this guy's dope. <laughs> I think I was doing a uh, weekend shift or mix or something like that. <laughs> so when you're at sea, you also got to be uh, the music director as well. What was that involving? Well, that was, that was a nerve-wracking part of the interview. Um, when I sat down with Rob Bryce, he was like, yes, yeah, so we're going to need someone to be on air in the afternoon and also take care of our music. And I'm like, oh my gosh, well, then I'm def definitely not going to get this job. I've got no experience in that. But man, they were so accommodating. I, the, the respect I have for Rod and Tim Aquilina from that place, oh my gosh, they were so nice. The definition of taking you under, uh, under their wing, you know what I mean? Um, so they... They basically set it up so we would be getting the logs from Gold Coast CFM mm. uh, sent over from them, and then I'd tweak them. Yep. 
um, and just make sure it was what we were going for as well, make sure everything was all right there. And basically just did some other things with music there. I had, you know, meetings with Sony and um, the record labels and stuff like that, which was, it was fun. It was such a great way to learn because it, it, it was, it wasn't thrown right in the deep end to the point where, you know, a month later they'd probably get rid of me. It was, it was slowly walking into the water and I picked up so much stuff, uh, so many things, learned so many things. So very grateful for that experience. Yeah, not a bad gig. And then look at you now, you're in Dubai at Channel 4. Had you been doing some work for them beforehand? Yeah, so um, I don't know why Dubai had always interested me. But it just had this, just something about this city. I had never been here before, but I just remember always seeing pictures and videos of it going, man, that is, that's a pretty insane place. I'd love to go there one day. And then all of a sudden, out of, a, out of the blue, <laughs> things happen out of the blue for me. Nothing, nothing ever gets planned. I got a Facebook fr- friend request from a guy called Tom Ferguson. And I'm like, Tom Ferguson, no mutual friends, what? And then it said, um, program director at Channel 4 Dubai. And I was like, what? Channel 4 in Dubai? That's okay, accept. And I messaged him and I'm like, yo, what's, um, what's this about? And he was like, oh, hey mate, um, saw you on radio today's top upcoming talent for, for the year and had to listen to your stuff and kind of liked what I heard. So I just want to keep an eye on you. And I was like, oh, damn, that's exciting. Um, and then he said, you know, would you ever be interested in working in Dubai? And I was like, well, of course, if there's a job offer, I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn that down. So he, got me a couple of um, weekend voice track shifts so he could hear what I sounded like, uh, you know, on their station and with their music and, you know, that kind of thing. And then he said that one of the guys is leaving in about a month and if I'd be interested, I should apply for the job. So I applied for the job and got the job offer in my email and the rest is history. I know, four years later, you're still there. Um, how old are you now? You're, you're early uh, 20s 22. Now. 22? Yeah, 22. So, yeah. you, so, so you, I, you turned 21 in Dubai, did that mean you were legal drinking age then? <laughs> yes, exactly. That was uh, that was an interesting three years, moving here at 18 and then finding out the drinking age is 21. It was kind of interesting. I was like, wow, that's that's a strange drinking age. Like You think of America being 21 and this place is like that as well, but it's not what you know, it's who you know. Um, <laughs> Many places still, you know, I'm not going to say too much because I'll get some places shut down if I'm not careful. <laughs> hey, uh, what is it like? Like, you know, you're only 17 years old. You're moving to a, a new country. You're leaving your family and your friends behind. You, you must you must miss the hell mm. out of them. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was tough. I, it didn't really, I didn't accept the fact I was moving actually until I was here. Like it just, it didn't hit me. You know, it was such a big move that kind of come out of nowhere. I, even when I resigned at CFM, it just felt like I didn't really resign. Like uh, it was, I don't even know how to describe it. And then, you know, I spent a couple of weeks with my family before I left and I get to the airport and mum and dad are crying. My little brother's crying. And I'm like, oh my God, why are they crying? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to Dubai. Like it's not the end of the world. And then it hit me when I got on that plane and I sat there and I put my seatbelt on and it took off and I'm looking down over Brisbane going, holy shit, I'm not coming back here until further notice. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going away for a week or so. This, I'm moving. This is it. My life is in the suitcase underneath me right now and that's it. I I just like started to cry. I'm like, "What what the fuck, man? What am I doing? I remember just saying to myself, what am I doing? Um, and then I, I got here and 
didn't have the best experience when I first landed here. So I had a um, transit flight because the, I, I booked, well, they booked the flight for me the day before and there was no direct flight. So I had to transit through China um, and get on another plane. So when I got to Dubai, they they lost my bag. Oh, no. And they didn't know where it was. So my bag literally is, well, it's not just a bag full of holiday clothes. This is my bag with everything that I'm moving to the new country with. You know oh, what I mean? Everything God. that means something to me is in that bag. Um, and I was just like, this, this is not happening. No way. And I got picked up by one of the drivers at work and they took me to the um, accommodation that organized for me. And it was not really what I expected at all. It was, I don't even, it was no two ways about it. It was shit. <laughs> um, and I, I remember just jumping on the bed, like, it's okay. I'm just going to sleep. I'll wake up tomorrow. I'll be fine. And I jumped on the bed and they're obsessed with hard mattresses over oh, here. I've learned. No. No, but you oh. don't understand how hard I've actually kept it. I put it under the bed. So whenever someone comes and visits me, I make them jump on that bed like <laughs> I did when I first moved here so they can experience how horrible it was. This thing, it's made of bricks or something. Oh my it hurt God. my shoulder jumping on it. And then yeah. in that moment, I was like, bed's shit, apartment's shit. It's so hot here. There's no Wi-Fi in my apartment. I... What am I doing? I don't have my bag. I don't have my stuff. And I just like cried for, the, I don't know, like an hour thinking, what, what am I doing? Why have I done this? Four years later, I'm still here. So something must have went right after that. There was a couple of Aussies that are also doing all right over there. Chris Fade, who's one of my ex-colleagues uh, from Sydney. He's doing all right mm. at um, Virgin. And uh, Lockwood yeah. Kitchen just left there a couple of years ago as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Chris, mate, this guy, oh my gosh, what what a man. Just if you need to see an example of someone that owns a market, like it's him. He just owns this market. It's it's so many people just constantly trying to go, oh, we gotta be Chris Fade. Oh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta be bigger than Chris Fade. It's it's like people going to Sydney and going, Oh, we've got to beat Kyle and Jackie O. It's just like stay in your own lane. Yeah. Oh, and so many people have come here and I've seen it. So many people have come here, program directors and presenters and uh, even just APDs. Like every single person just goes, oh, we got it. We got to do that. We got to do that. Look what he's doing. We got to do it better. That's not how it works most of the time. Like this guy is just, he's been here for, I don't know, I think like 12 or 13 years now maybe and just owns it. He absolutely owns it. He is everywhere. Unbelievable, considering uh, when I met him, he was uh, Street Kid Habib on the uh, Edge 96. Street Kid Habib? Yeah, on the Edge 96.1 oh, Road Rager, which was the promotional vehicle at um, the oh Edge of time. So he's come a long way. That, yeah, that wouldn't, that wouldn't fly these days, Street Kid Habib. No. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the complaints. Yes. My gosh. You yes. ask where someone's from these days and you get a complaint. Oh no! Absolutely. So, are you loving life there now? Like you settled in, you you, you you've got all yeah, your connections. Man. I can see some amazing Insta posts that you're putting. At yeah. Some of the amazing uh, accommodation and your, your mm -hmm. cars and all the rest. What are you driving, by the way? Because I always notice you're in some sort of hot car. Yeah, I feel like a bit of a twat, but it's a it's a Porsche. But it just oh, happens here. Oh, nice one! It just happens here. It's. I don't know. It's when you live in this kind of place where everyone has cars. No, oh, I don't know. Just, I don't know how to justify it. <laughs> well, it's good to see you doing well in life, Jake. It's uh, it's go it's going good in Dubai by the sounds of things. You you're not planning on, on moving anywhere anytime soon, I would imagine. No, but not in this not in this current climate where the world is in the shape that it is. Um, I mean, eventually, yeah. I don't see myself being here forever. I get bored easy, yeah. so I like to. 
keep it fresh, keep it new, keep it different. Okay. Um, so I'll be here, you know, at least, I'd say at least the next few years, I would have thought. You, you don't have ADD, do you? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Okay. I've never been diagnosed. My mum will tell you I do. Yeah. <laughs> you can't sit still. You've, you've got to fidget a lot. That sort of thing. Oh mate, you should see me. You should see me right now. This is the, the longest I've sat in this chair, and I do I do a show every single day. I'm constantly out of the studio, mucking around in the office. You had COVID, didn't you? Oh yeah, I did. And let me tell you. So here, it's. I mean, I don't want to say it's everywhere, but it's pretty common. We're reporting like two thousand cases a day, wow. um, every single day. But <laughs> so when I got it. Like I'd known people that had it, had been through the workplace, all that kind of stuff. I have had friends that have had it, all that kind of stuff. So I got it, and I was like, "All right, now it's my turn. Whatever, I'll take take two weeks off work and watch Netflix." Um, and I remember putting it on my story that I had tested positive, mainly so anyone that had been around me that week can go and get tested. Mainly that was the reason. And damn, I was getting messages from friends and family in Australia and New Zealand like, oh my gosh, if, if there's anything we can do, oh my gosh, you're going to be okay. Oh my gosh, what's happening? Oh, are you going to live? Like, is this the end? Like so many people thought that it was over for me. I couldn't believe it. The way, the way that like COVID is perceived in Australia and New Zealand and the way it's perceived here just made it made it so strange watching all these people slide into my messages thinking that I was going to die from this virus and because obviously it's quite rare for someone to get COVID in Australia and New Zealand which yeah. is both where my you know my family and friends are from so when it does happen it's all over the news and everyone panics and all this kind of stuff here if someone gets it it's like ah oh, it's your turn now ah so it's just so common um, it's just not a thing really yeah, well, it was. At the start of this year, so many people I know had it. So many people I know. Like, there, w- there was one radio station here who every single person on their team got it, except oh, one. Oh, my God. So, you were, you were um, posting, like, these little vitamin drop things that you were having, like garlic and something. Yes. I can't, can't remember what they were. Yeah, uh, ginger. Ginger shot. I was, I was living off them for a while. Yeah. Oh, they're so good for you. If you need, if you need to feel better, have a ginger shot. They're so good. I still have them every now and again now, especially if you know I've had a big night or whatever. A ginger shot in the morning seems to just fix me. I don't know if it's all in my head or not, but. Well, Jacob Cummings, thank you so much for uh, jumping by on the Radio Fanboy podcast and telling us your story. Bevo, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm a fanboy of the Radio Fanboy podcast, so this has been really nice, man. Good to catch up. Like the Radio Fanboy podcast? Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or visit leebevington.com.au. Lee Bevington Media, voiceovers and on-air talent for radio, television, and podcasts.